Good morning, Uni Hill Church, and welcome to our home. Uh, I, I'm just so grateful that uh, in this season, uh, that it's coming to an end, that we're able to bounce around to a few different homes. We're gonna be doing this over the next few weeks. Uh, so you might hear my kids uh, riding up and down in the street on their bikes at the moment while we're filming. Uh, but this is life. This is where we've all been over the past uh, really 18 months. Uh, so why don't we talk about uh, the scripture and, and learn about God together uh, in our homes, from my home to your home. As a preacher, I've always tried to uh, preach on principles that help you to live a life that represents Christ uh, well. And I've always wanted to do that. I believe that if we preach to see people grow closer to Jesus, we're doing the right thing. Uh, but every now and then, uh, you need to speak into directly where the culture is at the moment. And I want to do that this morning. I want to talk about disputable matters. I want to talk about when there are things that are up for dispute. They're not salvation issues, uh, but they're still opinions. And we all know there are a lot of opinions flying around in our community and the community abroad, our society at the moment. Now that can be anything to do with leadership, the way things are handled. There's many different, many different opinions out there. But I want to talk directly into our community as followers of Jesus Christ and how we should respond when things are really disputable. That's the word that Paul uses or that's been translated in the NIV, disputable matters. Uh, so I'm going to talk into that. I want to remind our community this. Unity is important. At the start of the year, I preached out of Acts chapter 6, where I brought our vision statement being plethuno, multiplication. But what's happening is there's a scenario where there is the Hellenistic Jews, and they are in a really a place of offense and, and disappointment against the Hebraic Jews. There is disunity within the Christian community. And we all know that that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to bring a divide. But what we learned is that as they applied wisdom, as they applied the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, as they narrowed their focus onto what God wanted them to do, we know that the Word of God says that increase, plethuno, happened. We're at that same place right now, and I want to encourage you, we need to fight for unity within the church and amongst Christians like never before, so that when we come out of this, we're unified, we're excited, and we're ready for God to bring plethuno to our community, increase and multiplication. Have you ever been certain that you were right? Have you ever been just absolutely sure I know I'm right? Well, if I was to bring a, a number in here and, or a shape and I'd lay it down on a table, one person would say that's a number six and they would be right. But another person could come from a different angle. They could look at that same number and say, that's a nine. And guess what? They're both wrong and they're both right. And the real truth of it is, it doesn't matter. You know, there are people that are in our community that absolutely will be telling you that the Bulldogs are the best team in the AFL. There are other people at our church that I know would be watching, and I must mention that they would say that Collingwood 
is the best team in the AFL. Now, are they right? Are they wrong? It doesn't matter because it comes down to a matter of opinion and conviction and they're wrong because we all know what I'm going to say. It's Essendon. But there are many, many different things. I've got a friend of mine, he lives in the Philippines. He's a leader, we know, Pastor James Ayton. He leads Favor Church. That's spelt F-A-V-O-R. To me, that's spelt wrong. But not to him. Because it depends on the culture you sit in, the perspective at which you look at this. This is the reality. Now today, I can talk about more serious things that may be indifferent or disputable. For example, in my own family, uh, my brother and I, we witnessed an extended family member struggle with alcoholism as we grew up. So for my brother, he won't drink alcohol. That's the conviction he holds. Now, is alcohol wrong? No. It's done in the right setting. It's done in the right environment. It's done in the right way. It's nothing wrong, but for my brother, because of the conviction that is in his heart for him to drink alcohol would be wrong because it goes against his conviction. So what's happening is we're going to go to Romans 14. There is disunity once again happening over stuff that doesn't really matter. Uh, what matters is your relationship with Jesus Christ. That is what is important. The rest of the stuff, it's neither here nor there. It doesn't carry the same weight. What matters is Jesus. And that should be what carries our focus. But what happens is the community that he's writing to in Romans have been caught up in debatable, disputable, indifferent topics. And Paul is writing into it, not whether or not there's right or wrong, uh, but whether or not uh, the behavior that takes place within it is correct. He's really saying to us today how you can live in, an, in, an, in a manner that brings honor to God when things are up for dispute. So I won't read all of Romans chapter 8 uh, today, but uh, sorry, Romans chapter 14, I should say. Uh, but you in your own time, read Romans, read Romans 12, 13, 14, 15. It's going to help you in this season. Um, but let me set up the context and then I will draw on a few of these scriptures. And then I think it's important you go, you read it all in context. Uh, now what's happening in this scenario is there is the strong and there is the weak. And what happens is uh, Paul is describing them based upon uh, a perspective that they hold. You see, they're, the weak in this scenario are described as those who follow Jesus but still want to hold on to some of the Jewish customs. Uh, they are interested in uh, holding to the holidays, uh, the food customs, um, the wine customs. And then you've got uh, these Roman or these Gentile followers of Jesus. And, and they are feeling the freedom that comes with Christ to be able to do whatever they want. And now these guys are fighting. Now these guys are debating what is right and what is wrong in this scenario. Hey, this is, a, this is very, very relevant to where we're at today. And I'm not here to give you an opinion on what you think is right and wrong when it comes to disputable matters. But I'm here to guide your conduct in the midst of it, knowing this, Paul is writing this part of scripture to address disunity that shouldn't happen. We as believers need to fight for one another, regardless of disputable matters. 
And that's what we need to do. So Father, today I pray that as I bring this word, help us to apply these principles to our life. In Jesus' name, we love you, Lord. Amen. So here is my thought number one. Now, when you see the scripture and you read through it, I want to read you verse one just to be able to make sure that it reinforcing the concept that we're talking about today. Paul says in Romans 14, Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. Without quarreling, accept them. So here we go. So here is my point number one uh, is this. Remove contempt and judgment from your expression. It says in verse three, the one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted them. So what's happening is he's saying for that person that has uh, the freedom to feel that in Christ they can do whatever they, they want in regards to the food customs, the holidays customs, the things that are debatable. He says this, don't treat with contempt the other people. He's saying don't look at them as if their opinion is beneath your consideration. He says, don't treat them in that manner. Because if you do so, you're actually disregarding uh, the feelings that they have. And Paul is saying, that's not right. But then you flip the coin. Paul is saying to the other side, for those ones that want to hold up to those values of tradition, he says to this, to them this, don't be judgmental. Don't be overly critical of their point of view, of the way that they live. They need to care about the other group and not be overly critical. So my first thing is this, leave contempt where you think the other person's opinion is below your consideration or beneath and, or, or whether you're being overly judgmental, leave both those things at the door. In Christian community, we care about what one another thinks. We want to build and strengthen one another's lives and we do it from the conviction that we're not overly critical because we know, as Paul writes, we've all, through Christ, been accepted by God. So before you write something, so before you say something, before you make a post, leave contempt and judgment at the door. Because when you do that, you are protecting unity amongst believers. Now, number two, Paul promotes consistency to the conscience. Consistency to your conviction. Now, please remember, I am not talking about orthodoxy. There, there is doctrines and practices that have been approved uh, that we know take in the whole counsel of God. If your conviction goes against those things, then we can end the message now. Your, your, your convictions are wrong. It has to line up with scripture. But I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about disputable matters. And when it comes to disputable matters, it's a matter of conviction. Such as my brother's case, drinking alcohol or not. This is a matter of conviction. So Paul says this in verse 14. I'm convinced 
being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. So if someone holds a point of view and then they take action on it based on conviction and say you disagree with it as a disputable matter, don't wave around your conviction in their face that may hurt them, that may cause pain to them. Because even though uh, it is something that is not right or wrong, if you're not acting in love, Paul says you're doing the wrong thing. So if your conviction leads you to make a certain decision, that's great. But let your conviction also remember that your actions need to love the other person. So God is reminding us that to protect unity, sometimes you need to put the feelings of the other person in, in front of your own. He's saying there in the scripture, but if someone regards something as unclean, then for that person it's unclean. So if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you're no longer acting in love. So that's fine. Hold your opinion. That's okay. But make sure that your conduct doesn't cause someone else's pain. You may need to pick the environment at which you do it. And that is a key thing that we'll talk about later. I think we need to remember this, that when you put another person's feelings in front of your own, you're protecting unity. Not changing your conviction, you're protecting their feelings in love in a disputable matter. Point three, we've got to look at the bigger picture. In regards to uh, something I read, there's a commentary that I own. It's called The Story of God Bible Commentary by Michael Bird. It's, it's easy to read. It's really good. And he says this on verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, joy, in the Holy Spirit. He writes this, The kingdom is manifest in the midst of the Holy Spirit, who bestows on them the blessing of righteousness, joy, and peace. When one realizes what the kingdom is and how the kingdom is expressed among them, petty squabbles over meat and sacred days appears comparatively pointless and even pitiful. He says, let's, let's not lose focus on the main thing and the big picture, which is the message of Jesus going out to the world for those that need to hear it. We should put our focus on what is important and not give too much time or value to the other stuff. People don't need opinions in this season. They need the kingdom of God to come. And that is through a relationship with Jesus Christ, where you receive the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit in our midst, we receive righteousness, peace, and joy. The world at this time does not need another opinion. It needs an encounter with God where they can receive through Jesus the righteousness, the peace, and the joy that comes from Him. When we keep Jesus as our focus, we protect unity. 
We need to fight for the right thing. You know, I love verse 19, which says, Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification in an environment where people were offended. I think that this is, this is an environment where culturally they just didn't agree, they just didn't gel, and offense and disunity had been created. I'm offended. I'm so offended. And what Paul is saying is that you've got to therefore, you've got to let us therefore make every effort to do what? Things that lead to peace and things that build the community and build the life of the believer. That's where we need to put our effort. Not destroying one another with your theological arguments or your deep understanding of issues, but loving one another and building and strengthening one another. So your application, once again, before you speak, you've left contempt at the door. You've left judgmentality at the door. But now, are you taking on a spirit that builds peace and strengthens and brings edification to those you're speaking to? And then finally, don't add to the noise. In verse 22, it says, Whatever you do, about, believe about these things, keep them between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat, because their eating is not from faith, but everything that does not come from faith is sin. You know, the scripture talks, we've learned it in the James series, in James chapter 1, it says, Be quick to listen, be slow to speak. You know, Proverbs, and I'm paraphrasing this, but Proverbs says, Even a fool's considered wise when he learns to close his mouth. What Paul is saying here is that blessed is the person who understands the level of faith that God has given them in a particular way, and in a particular area. And blessed is he who honours God about that in an environment where only God can see. Do you know, I believe, you know, we need to spread the gospel and we need to keep that as the focus. Jesus is the focus. But often faith hits the road or rubber hits the road when you are making sacrifices and decisions about your faith in private where only God can see. Because it's only for His approval. On disputable matters, if you make decisions, don't add to the noise. Don't go commenting and getting in arguments and, and, and different points of view. That is not an example. That is not a testimony to anybody. Public dispute for the whole world to watch like a show. Don't do that. The Bible talks about what you need to do if there's disagreements. Go to that person privately. The Bible talks here about the decisions that you need to make that are based on conviction. Sometimes the greater blessing. It says there, blessed is the one who doesn't condemn himself by what he approves. Sometimes keeping it to yourself protects and builds unity. So we need to fight for it because I know and I declare that when we stay as a community, there's no dramas here. Don't get me wrong. We are great. You know, look at that. That was a positive body language. <laughs> but what we know this is that we fight for unity. 
we stand firm in what the Word of God says. We honour who God says to honour. And then when it comes to disputable matters, which we will all face, whether it's today or tomorrow or in 10 years, here is some conduct. Leave contempt and judgment at the door. Allow people to be consistent with their conviction on disputable matters. Look at the bigger picture. It's about the kingdom of God. Fight for the right things, which is peace and the building of saints. And don't add to the noise. Father, I thank you for your word today. I pray that you help me to take hold of this for my life and for the life of our community, Uni Hill Church. Father, I thank you for their faithfulness. I thank you for their wisdom. I thank you for their conduct so far, Lord. So grateful. Father, I pray for every individual right now in this season and help them to listen to you, Holy Spirit, first and foremost. Father, help them to let your voice be the loudest voice in their life. Help them to go to your word. Help them to seek the right and wise counsel. Father, thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Uni Hill Church, I love you. And thank you for joining me uh, in our home. April and I, we pray for you every day. Uh, We cry for you. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the day where we can all come back together. But I just want to finish with this. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus is the way that we can be restored to a relationship with God. The Bible says that we've all sinned, that separates us from God. But the Bible also says that God's plan was that we could be restored to Him through a relationship with Jesus Christ. When we repent for the things we've done wrong and we believe he lived and he died and he rose again to restore us to God, the Bible says if you can believe that in your heart and you can confess that with your mouth, you'll be saved. So if there's anybody watching this today and that's you, I'm going to pray for you in just a moment and then I want you to head to our website where you can let us know that you've actually prayed this prayer that I'm going to pray with you now. And then uh, we will be in contact with you to support you and start you on your journey with Jesus. So Father, thank you for, uh, Lord God, everybody on this phone call. Phone call, if you like that, on this stream. And Lord, I pray that as we come to you, if there are people, Lord, that are sitting at their home, that they feel they need a relationship with God, they understand they've done things wrong in their life and they want to be restored to a right relationship with you. If that's you at home, I just want you to say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I want a relationship with you. Be the Lord of my life. And Father, if they prayed that prayer today, bless them and thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. I look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you all soon.